This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Daniel Johnson departs Deepdale and leaves a Preston North End great. Josh Onema is off too and it's on to Spain for the Lily Whites. But my word, there's no time for sunbathing. Morning, mate. Third time lucky trying this week. You have woken up on time. Good start, I guess. How's things? Indeed. Indeed. I've had, uh, I've had quite a week. Well... Quite the last couple of weeks since we uh, reconvened. I went to the Royal Meeting last week, uh, Royal Ascot, which was great. Do you have much I'm still a, Bits and bats, nothing mental. It, 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 was, um, it was a really enjoyable week, though. Good week, expensive week, but um, there's no place like Royal Ascot. If anyone has a chance to go, make sure you do it, because it's, um, it's a quintessentially British celebration. Um, and it's great. I'm not really into all that nonsense, but you know, it's just it's just one big celebration, really. It's basically an excuse to drink copious jugs of pims and champagne, which um, <laughs> which is right on my street. Um, and yeah, I'm still on this high from Glastonbury. I didn't go to Glastonbury, but I've I've taken a ridiculous amount in on like the I play. Um, I am Elton working from home. Uh, you can just put a set on at yeah. a time, and it gets Absolutely you through the day. Brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. Elton it's John, com- obviously, it's just confirmed that I have to go at some point. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I've been talking about this in um, in numerous group chats, and I'm not sure about the camping idea. Camping. Um, well, yeah. Ideally, mm. which is weird because I've come from a scouting background, lad, you know. <laughs> I, I, I was a beaver, a cub, a scout, and then explorer. So I went all the way through, and I'm absolutely clueless with knots. And then, and I couldn't think of too much worse than camping, which is which is bizarre. Perhaps I've been scarred from many nights away on cold, glum nights. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, the issue I've got with camping is... I don't want my stuff getting robbed. And I don't want drunken idiots falling on me when I'm asleep. So that's a massive drawback. Have you ever done it at a festival or not? No, no, never been. Right. No, 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 I've never been to it. all right. The main issue is clo- just sleeping. Cold. Well, so the, uh, I suppose the optimum temperature would be about the 20 mark, wouldn't it? You don't want it too yes. hot because then your tent's like a sauna. Yeah. And then I suppose you don't want it too cold because then you're just not sleeping. So you need to find that happy medium and it can yes. be difficult to do so. You don't want it raining, hellfire. Good you Lord. Will, you're waking up in a deluge, aren't you? Hmm. I, nearly, I, I nearly went to Tea in the Park with the Stone Roses headline. That's when I went. That's that's the one yeah. time I've camped here. Uh, because um, a, f- a few of my pals went. I'm not entirely sure why I didn't go, really. Um, but they all, they all had a marvellous time. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure why I didn't go to that, but no, yeah, the idea of, of going in a tent. But you know, if I was in a camper, then hellfire. Well, count me in, good and proper. Mm. So, who were your Glastonbury standouts or 
on the flip side, anyone you think, what on earth is this? Low lights. Well, Elton John was obviously mesmeric. Um, it, there was a run of songs in the second half. It might have been seven or eight songs. Well, you'll probably argue it was all of it, but it was just like absolute anthem after anthem for about eight yeah. songs. Yeah, he's got a ridiculous catalogue, uh, a resume that can match anybody else, essentially. Yeah. Um, unbelievable performance. Just can't believe I've never seen him live. It, it's one of them where, you know, how the hell are you sleeping at night? Doing? Yeah. Having not seen Elton John live. I might have to get on a plane and go to one of his overseas gigs. <laughs> um, just, just to tick it off good and proper. Every um, yeah, that's poor that not seeing him. And the Arctic Monkeys on the Friday night, I really enjoyed. They got a lot of criticism. Yeah, yeah. A lot of criticism. So I went back and watched it back. Obviously working from home, so I stuck it on. And, and it's not changed. If anything, you know, I thought they were absolutely superb. So, and that new song of theirs on the new album, Body Paint, is oh, yeah. absolutely world class. Live. Went to watch some old traffic a couple of weeks ago. That was the highlight there. Watched it last time, just reaffirmed to me. It's an absolute epic song. It could be their greatest song. It really wow. could. Big claim. Yeah. There is a couple on that new album I don't mind. Yeah. It's very cinematic, isn't it? But it's just so. What did you make of the Arctic Monkeys? It started and I thought, oh, this is absolutely class. And then I thought as it went on, it became more and more kind of theatrical and circusy in his. But that's what he is, isn't it? Now I don't even think he realizes he's doing it. No, he can't help himself. And you, yeah. you put it out the like words he just shouted out mid mid songs. Oh. <laughs> I was really yeah, enjoying actually, that. Actually. Really, but, um, I was really enjoying monkeys that. Back on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys back on the farm. Like outstanding, <laughs> effective <laughs> stuff like that. I, th- I thought it was genius, to be honest. He's obviously got a, a particularly divisive on stage persona. But have but, you ever uh, watched like, like a podcast or anything with him? He's extremely like introverted. So he's, yeah, he's, I think he's pretty much acting when he's up there. But, uh, yeah. You can't doubt the songs they've got. People talk about how, you know, he, he's ultimately a lad from Sheffield and people long for the days back where he's singing about sniffing drugs and stuff like that. Smashing In, pool cues over people's heads. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, going into business with a grizzly bear, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, come on, <laughs> we've all changed in the last twenty years or so, and and, and the Arctic Monkey is not just Turner, um, exactly that. So if you want to, uh, if you want to go and see your perception of the Arctic Monkeys, plenty of tribute bands out there, but I'm more than happy with the direction they're going in. Obviously, the past is the past, and it stands alone and sort of. You know this sort of catalogue of music that that is unblemished. Um, whereas I quite like this new stuff, this new interpretation. It's um, it's fun, it's good, it's mm. it's um, it's entertaining. I like it. I enjoyed Rick Astley and Blossoms. Yeah, that was the diamond in the rough. It was yeah. absolutely class. It was just a like it, a fun hour, weren't it? Yeah, burning these like miserable songs, and I still love the songs, but like performing them in that way. Yeah, I was gonna say, sort of. Obviously, it's not quite the Smiths. Like the Smiths are on a sort of pedestal, I suppose. But Rick Astley and Blossom's interpretation of them was fun. It was good. Um, I said I'd be more than happy to go watch that live. I thought, yeah, it was, that um, was great. Thought, I thought Rick Astley over the whole weekend was was great. Really hilarious. Yeah, it just good to watch. Actually, I like Rick Astley. Um, he's obviously um, he's obviously the sort of a bloke that you wouldn't mind going out for a pint with. That's the Glasgow talk. Ashes, cricket in general. What are we thinking? Have you uh, played at all? Yeah, played um, played every week. My slump continues with the bat. Uh, yeah, I can't get going myself. I keep looking behind. It's contagious against that new ball. I keep keep having a flirt, keep having a nibble. Mm. An ideal, um, which isn't ideal. You know we're in, so we're doing quite well at the moment. We're, we're on a run of four wins in six games, which is decent. Um, so that's all good. But uh, yeah, the Ashes has been utterly intriguing, absorbing stuff, hasn't it? I went to the final day at Edgebaston, bought a ticket the night before, 
Yeah. Set off at 7 a.m. And we lost, but wow, just uh, incredible to see that final day's play. Yeah, I had a ticket as well. I had a ticket as well, but um, I double put myself in Royal Ascot, so that was a nightmare. I got some stick at Ascot for being utterly absorbed in the action, actually, during the bandstand. The Ascot was like live music afterwards, and it's just yeah. like, you know, like uh, Rule Britannia and all that. Well, actually, they don't do Rule Britannia because, obviously, uh, the current climate we're in. But, um, yeah, a special test match, really. A great test match. Obviously, Stokes' declaration was... Um, was staggering, really. Not that I don't mind it particularly. I, I thought yeah. it was a decent declaration. You know, if he takes a couple of scalps late on that opening evening, then he's he's held a genius. But even still, Australia was still sixty off for three, weren't they? With yeah, um, so, going first ball, the theatre and plumage of that, and Warner coming to the great Stuart Broad once more. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of them. Uh, England really ought to have won the test, really. You must have been thinking when Carey smashed it straight at root that this is our time, 1-0, get in. Yeah. Uh, but obviously the experienced campaigners of Cummins and Lyon, who, uh, who were useful down the order, especially Pat Cummins. What a cricketer he is. Wow. Yeah, he's one of them. I just wish he was English. He's, uh, he's evidently a, a particularly likeable individual. He's actually married to an English woman. Is he? Um, yeah. If you watch the documentary on on Amazon Prime, he, uh, I have watched that, but I didn't. I don't remember one. learning that. He's a wonderful bowler. Uh, he can bat. I yeah. think he's a decent captain. I just wish he was English. Him and Josh Hayes, I would enjoy to watch mm. when they're on song with that new ball, um, and just appear to be terrific men as well. Pat Cummins does seem a yeah top bloke indeed compared to the uh, irritants in that side. Yeah, I feel for Marnus Labuschagne a little bit. Because I, I see quite a lot of me in him. It's obviously not, not in terms of batting. Not terms of batting although, although we do have an issue at the moment with nicking off me and yeah. But yeah, just being a general nuisance in the field. Although I don't come out with the stuff that he comes out with, but I suppose it's nonsense in my own right. Um, yes, to answer your question, I have had a haircut. Yeah. Looking great. You started I'm a bit back. different. Yep. Yeah, styled the hair. I've done the beard. I feel in fine form. I really do feel great. It's Friday, you know. It's day three this of the test. It. The Roses match later on this evening, um, weather permitting. I am going. I don't expect yeah. to see a great deal of cricket, but um, who am I to turn up a drink around Manchester? That would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? If I uh, if I said no to that. So yes, we're going on a bus to Manchester, having a few drinks. If we get to see some cricket, then great. Then if not. Well, who cares? Yeah. But obviously, we've got a big game tomorrow at Longridge, so I can't do too much. Can't go quite balls to the wall. Is that your attitude to uh, next week's trip to Spain? We'll have a drink, and if we see some sport, then who cares? Or are you Indeed. committed? Yeah. I spoke well, to I've, two um... mates last night, and one of them was like, I'm going to be at the game. And the other one was like, I don't know. Paid a five. If I get on it, I get on it. If not, yeah, we'll just stay in bed at home and have the time of our yeah. life. I'd be stunned if I'm on that game. <laughs> I really would. I mean, it's hardly the most. <laughs> what time set off is it? Thing. Is it not a? Le- it's an evening kickoff, in it. Like, yeah, oh, it's like a. Yeah, it's like an afternoon, late afternoon thing. Yeah, the fact it's miles away. Uh, the fact way. that we're playing against Bruno's Magpies. I mean, does that not, does that not add to them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is an incredible fixture, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel and then there's plucking Bruno's magpies from out of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's a pretty... It's a bonkers oh, fixture. Yeah. I don't mind it a great deal. It's pretty It's purely for the fans, in it, this? Like, the fans are the yeah. winners. Oh, there's no way yeah, the players might... are going to get anything from... Maybe they might do. They might have a bit of fitness, but... Let's well, not yeah, slander Bruno's thing. magpies too much, but yeah. um, I can't imagine they're up to much. Well, although... They're coming up against a squad, basically, that's... Uh, that's utterly threadbare really aren't they so they might have a chance yeah um, yeah just back on the Bruno's Magpies things still people who cherish the idea of playing brigging pre-season isn't there so you know there's yeah. not much difference between that and that so yeah uh, not too forced I've got a space on the bus uh, whether I'll be on it remains to be seen um, what would you say the odds current, are at the minute percentages probably four to six not going mm. Five to four going. 
so it's slightly odds against. It's not beyond the realms, but we'll see how many yeah. pints I've delved into on that day up to that point. Yeah, Tiki Beach might be calling your name instead of. Indeed, let's hope that, uh, let's hope that there's no cricket bats being yielded this time, like there were last time. But at Tiki Beach, there was an incident with speakers and getting wet, and then there was real hard nuts with cricket and baseball bats coming out trying to strike people. What um, for? Well, the speakers. Entertainment. Oh right. Not Christ, not entertainment. Hellfire. Well, oh, you mean wet with drinks? Stuck with a cricket bat. Yeah. Oh, right. Luckily, yeah. I wasn't there, because otherwise I, I probably would have died if I'd have been struck with a cricket bat. Well, um, but, you're but not expecting it, are you? People who were, uh, who were struck with Willow. In the head? Well, I think one that got hit in the head, yeah. I think, I think another one got struck in the back repeatedly. His back was a mess, in fairness. Um, That's insane. But, to be fair, if I was trying to hit people with a cricket bat, I'd... I'd most likely edge them behind. <laughs> so there'd be no yeah. point of me uh, me trying to whack anybody with a bat. That is pretty. Uh, that's pretty pretty messed up stuff. That. Jeez. So if you're at Tiki Beach, please be vigilant and please keep your liquids to yourself. Yes, good advice. Been a bit of a tough week for PE News, hasn't it? We'll start with we'll start with Craig Brown. Upsetting news. Eighty two. I think you summed it up perfectly in your tweet. Soundtracked my youth, did you say? Yep. Lovely summary, three-word summary. We like we grew up being sort of aware of what Craig Brown's team was and what they'd done and stuff, and I don't remember watching them because I was like three, but yep. set the platform for what how we got into North End and the team we followed, I guess. Absolutely. Craig Brown's got a lot to answer for because... We've never had it so good, as Harold McMillan once famously said. Um, yeah, we grew up watching a team that was towards the higher echelons of the championship with players that he brought in, like Eddie Lewis, Yul Moeny, Claude Davis, uh, Ricardo Fuller was slightly before our time of touch, uh, but he's got this sort of, he's got this, like glitz and glamour. You can about picture watching him, even though you probably weren't there. Like, well, obviously, watch loads of replays. Obviously, the game against uh, Burnley stands out with it. Like, incredible, uh, incredible performance, incredible memories. And you can just imagine what it was like to be on Deep Nail that night. Mm. But yeah, our childhood was basically watching the likes of uh, Moeni, uh, Claude Davis, Eddie Lewis, Brian O'Neill, etc. Yeah. Um, and Craig Brown's the man who brought those in. Um, so yeah, we so we have never had it as good as those days, really. Um, you know that was a good scene. Uh, he brought in he brought in the king, King Billy, didn't he? Yeah, um, international footballers at North End. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a Epic. quite an unlikely combination, Brown and Davis. Really, when you yeah. when you drag it all back and look at it, but it worked effectively, um, and obviously. Um, and the king had all the success, really. But Brown laid the foundations for a club that really ought to have propelled itself into the um, into the promised land, but didn't somehow. Uh, but I don't think Craig Brown could have done much more, really, to lay a foundation to do so. So, yeah, uh, obviously did a great job with Scotland as well. Got into the World Cup, not been at a World Cup since. A bit of a legend, especially in Scotland, but certainly... Yeah. Yeah, it was from um, it was the they, main story on BBC Sport, like massive. Yeah, name. yeah, he's a name in the sport that you'll mention to anyone, really, and they'll all have a fond word to say about him. Yeah. I actually think his chapter in North End Souls is terrific as well. If you get a chance to read that, well, you'll have read it, won't you? Yeah. Uh, but if anyone listening hasn't read that, then uh, then then go back and read that. It, it, it's lovely. It's a lovely, uh, lovely man by all accounts as well. And an answer yeah. in the quiz last night. He was an answer in the quiz last night, yeah. Indeed. Incredibly, there was a team behind me and we could slightly overhear what they were saying. And the bloke within the team said, she used to manage North End? Dead? Not heard this. I was thinking, come on now. Where have you been? Living under a rock. What an absolute prat. Idiot. Do you want to tell the listeners about your 
quiz answer last night you were particularly pleased with? There was an almighty roar from round the Yeah, there was a roar. It it, it was more relief. Basically, in our quiz, there's a wipeout round. And if you answer one incorrectly, then you get no marks for the whole round. But they entice you in by telling you if you get a correct answer, then you get two marks. Obviously, you don't have to answer every question because that would be obscene. Because um, um, you would just get wiped out. So you tend to answer the ones you know and then answer, you know, you might take the odd gamble if you feel like you're maybe struggling on the round. So, so the question was last night Can you name Spandau Ballet's only number one hit? Now, the obvious answer you might think would be gold, but I had a feeling it was true. True's the best song in it. Lovely song. So, I was quizzing with two other lads and they both said gold. And I said, nah, I reckon it's true. So they ended up going with me. And I said, look, lads, if it's if it's not true, then I will get take it. Out, then, yeah, I'll take yeah. it on the chin, no problem. But the relief when the quiz master said, and the answer is true, <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, I just roared into, a, roared into life. Quizzes I could have actually... Yeah, yeah. I could have actually just... Got into song, you know. <laughs> I bought a ticket to the world. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> it's a great song, um, but yeah, yeah, that was the moment last night that went absolutely off. Reputations on the line in quizzes sometimes, and you just gotta gotta hope you come through those those moments. Well, this is it. Yeah, you don't want to. The last thing you want to do is embarrass yourself at a quiz. You know, I always think back to. Chris Finch and David Brent, when they lost their quiz, it's on the office, you know. Nobody wants to be Chris Finch to, the, to argue with the quiz master after he's no. already lost. Oh Absolutely God, super in that episode, isn't it? That's the real quiz. That's the real quiz. Yeah. <laughs> when he lobs a... Uh, yeah. He lost a shoe over the building. Yeah, that is He's unbelievable telly. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. So my favourite is... Um, <laughs> who's the Cuban leader? Frey Bentos. <laughs> oh fucking brilliant come on then this is going to be a tough chat in it but he's gone yes, we knew it was he... coming we knew it was coming but, we uh, didn't know it was coming his uh, his presence on that pitch is going to be uh, deeply missed but I think you you said it and I put it in that piece eight years of Daniel Johnson feel pretty lucky to have to have had that yeah it's an absolute privilege to have watched him all these years uh, to be honest, just a class player. Like, he didn't so much run, he glided. Yeah. He didn't kick the ball, he sort of caressed the ball. Yeah. You know, he he just knew what was happening a step before everyone else. He saw those calculations in his head and he saw, you know, he just he just knew what was going to happen before it did, often. Obviously, he had his bad days, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, if he didn't, he'd be playing. He'd be playing for Manchester City or Arsenal or Barcelona. Or, oh yeah, you know, a team like that. Of course, he had his bad days, but when he was on song, Jesus, he was a joy to watch. Um, it's a great player, it's a privileged time for eight years, and it's a case of what could have been really, because you yeah. know you have that that sort of technical ability and quality in your team for eight years. And you're just wondering why you haven't managed to propel yourself to even higher limits. But I suppose that's football. He's a Preston legend, 300 club. What's your abiding Johnson memory? Abiding Johnson memory. I wasn't there, but that Birmingham Birmingham away goal always sticks out. Because that meant so much to him, didn't it? Yeah. He just always, I think he scored loads against Blackburn, didn't he? That was his team. He loved the derbies. He always played well in derbies. Yeah, he was a Blackburn Terminator, John. Uh, yeah, he was Barnsley as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one. Mine, mine is, and it's a weird one, one, really. Yeah, go on. Oh yeah, yeah, the pens, hellfire. What a penalty taker he was. I've written about this before, but we've had like great takers of penalties in the past. You think of Alexander, Callum Davison, the galley. <laughs> they were more crash bang wallop spot kick takers. They were more violent in the way they took penalties. Johnson was calculated. He was vindictive. He was just... Embarrassing the goalkeeper. 
Yeah, he t- he toyed with people. He was horrible, nasty. You know, he, he, clinical. Absolutely brilliant penalty taker. To watch him step over a spot kick was was like having a nice lemon drizzle where the lemon had soaked right through the tray bake or a or a really nice and light chocolate mousse. That sort of penalty take. Whereas Alexander was great and he, he barely ever missed. I think I saw him miss one penalty or yeah. two penalties, but he was he was more violent and provocative in the way he took a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Johnson was like a cold blooded killer really. So but yeah, my abiding memory of Johnson uh, is a weird one really. But it's it's the through ball he played at Wigan down that left flank. I think it was Barcus and running on oh, yeah. cut the ball across and in uh, what a pass. Brilliant pass. And obviously it's got all the it's got the context of people wanting to drive this bloke to Wigan. I thought that Barky, was not, Barky scored, didn't he? Barky yeah, scored, yeah, it could yeah. be Barky scored. Who put it yeah. across then? I think it might have been Johnson. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Who played no, the I... pass then? <laughs> I'm going Pearson, me. Could have been Pearson. Oh my word! Yeah, well, well, that's my abiding Johnson memory. The the ball was brilliant, and the ball yeah. across was yeah, brilliant. The ball across was, yeah. and then he also oh. scored in that game as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, the ball across was uh, was something to behold. I forget <laughs> the three ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ball across. Oh, I'm gonna have so much abuse for that. People thinking it. I had to flag it, otherwise we'd have both looked like complete tools. Yeah. Well, that's just embarrassing. I'm trying to really. think of more. There's obviously the Burnley goal when he was. Just when he just signed in yeah. the first season in the yeah. championship, um, the, the classic Notts County reggae boys. Oh would be, yeah, uh, jokes. It would be remiss of us not to mention that. Yeah, that was bonkers. A complete that. piss take. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous goal. Um, it's amazing to uh, to look back on that and just think that that was League One football. Yes, that that interlude uh, was in League One. Yeah. Christ, that. <laughs> what that were other clubs doing at that time. point? Well, allowing Christ, a team know, to have that in League One. Well, right. not just that; they must have been incredible as well. They must have been world class themselves. Yes. Like, how on earth are you letting like Beckford and Johnson yeah. and others in the chat in League One? Gallagher in League One. I mean, yeah, what? Yeah. Come on now. DJ's touch at Blackburn last year kind of summed him up. What an absolute to set up Whiteman. Chef United away, and he just brought it down on his chest and made it look the most easy thing in the world. Quality player, quality servant. He was decent, weren't he? He was decent. I think with um, time, appreciation will grow for him and he'll become even more like fondly remembered. Always tends to be the oh, case, doesn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Like people talk yeah. about Chris Sedgwick in really good light these days. So imagine. <laughs> people hated Sedgwick, didn't they? Yeah. Imagine what we're saying about Johnson in 10, 15 years. Crikey. Yeah, true. Great player. Um, and I imagine I imagine it'll be coming to Deep Down next season anyway. Yeah, no would. way they'll be they'll be going to a club outside of the championship. No way. Onham is gone as well. And I don't really yeah. blame North End for taking that stance. You know, pre season starting. Are you signing? Are you not? If not, we'll have to look elsewhere. The whole as thing is just ridiculous though, isn't it? Yeah. As I said on the last one, I don't think they're in the wrong. So no, well, Northend aren't in the wrong, but so bringing him in in the first place was just well, you know, to me, the short-term deal day. always. I know people were kind of happy that oh, we've given two longer deals out at times, but to me, the short-term deal always felt like this guy ain't staying for long. Yeah, yeah. Thing is, he 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 rocked up the size of me, and then he got into shape. He started to prove that he was. That there was a genuinely like quality player within there, uh, and then you just get the impression that he's back. He's back in some sort of shape now, and he thinks I can't really be arsed hanging around here. Preston Johnson's gone. Yeah, I'll be off yeah. as well. So, so I'm going, which is a shame because obviously, if he would have kept it around for a couple of years, you know, he could have been pretty decent for us. But it's one of them that just leaves a bit of a. A bad taste in the mouth, really. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to lose any sleep over him going. Um, it's just a bit of a bad deal, really. 
Yeah, we've done him a favour. He's not really done much for us. Yeah, from the minute we signed him, kind of had a bit of suspicion around it. Like, how have we got this guy to come to Preston? You know, he's been at Tottenham, he's been at Fulham. Just didn't feel like a, a player we normally sign. And I thought I was always thinking, like, especially when he started playing well, um, are we really going to be able to keep this guy when there's no option on our side? He's a name people know. So I'm just not really surprised to see it play out the way it has. Yeah, completely agree. Wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at like a Stoke with that Johnson. Bloody yeah. hell. Um, but, yeah, He's a London boy, seen. isn't he? I could see him going back down there somewhere. Yeah, whatever. It was a it was bizarre a, yeah. it was a bizarre thing, really. From what I understand, yeah. he wanted to join up with us in pre-season and, and eventually sign, but not sign yet due, due to... <laughs> Due to agent stuff. Classic. So, yeah, I'll just bring you along to train, but I'll just leave yeah. that contract unsigned for a bit. He must know that this isn't the Riddler's first rodeo. I mean, come on now. The Riddler's never going to accept that. A free trip to Spain, to Bellydorm? Come on. To get yourself into shape before moving on to pastures new. <laughs> That'd be disgraceful behaviour. The Riddler's seen these clowns before. He's seen the Chris Kirchners before and told him where to where to go. Yeah, exactly. Josh Oliver is a Chris Kirchner in disguise. <laughs> so due to your cricketing commitments, you'll be missing Bristol City away on the opening day. You'll be missing Sunderland at home, will you? Well, yeah, most likely. Are you particularly bothered about that? I think Sunderland will be a good one, early doors. You know, their fans are absolutely unbelievable. I know they were chasing the playoffs, but last season, that'll be a biggie that. Yeah, my first game, obviously, the boring midweek fixtures will be, from at home, it's obviously a midweek game, but it'll be Rotherham away, I suspect. Um, that is quite a lot of And the fixtures couldn't have gone much better for me, to be honest. No? So Brizzle away is a bad miss, and it's a good place to go watch North End, but I'm on a cricket tour there the week prior. So oh, really? I get to enjoy the sort of yeah, yeah. everything great Bristol's city, Bristol. got to offer anyway. Yeah, it's a great city. Really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Uh, there's a side of there called Bee Sting. Yes, I remember you telling us. And I've been stung by it a few times. <laughs> um, but yeah, something like that. I've been to Hillsborough about 177 times. <laughs> Stoke's the same. Um, so yeah, quite happy with that. Are oh, you missing Stoke? Wow. Yeah. Quite for the best. Yeah. It'll be an emotional day, that. Yeah, too emotional for me. I prefer to steer clear of those sort of games yeah. when the emotions just take over you. Um, Plymouth would be a good one to be at, but I'll be at Home Park anyway. I'll, I will be there when when Lowy gets his ovation at Home Park, which should be fun. I was there at Stevenage when Graham Wesley got his ovation. Oh, well. God. That was, uh, that was entertaining. But... Um, but yeah, I'm not that asked about missing those. Obviously, I don't like missing games no. as a rule. But there's not a great deal I can do. Uh, and those fixtures have worked out relatively well for me. Like I'd have been, I'd have been ill had I missed like Plymouth or Southampton or one of those away. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It just looks a tough league, doesn't it, this year, really? It does. I think the three, the three coming down are going to be... I know Leeds are a bit in a mess, but it's Leeds. They'll be strong come the first game, I'm sure. Ipswich yeah. look like they're serious about the business. Um, Leicester. Leicester, Leicester for City, won the league. Fewer than 10 years ago. Yeah. Fewer than 10 years ago, they won the bloody league. Premier League. Played in Champions League under Craig Shakespeare. I wonder if they really sucked the juice out of those days, Leicester fans. Or whether they just they take took it, it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope they didn't for their sake because they must be on a rather uh, a rather tough come down at the moment. They're having to go to you know Rotherham this season. It's <laughs> never dull in Hull, but it's Hull. You know, there's places where there's um, there's more fun going on than Hull. Mm. Where else will they have to? Yeah, they'll, they'll struggle to get up for it, won't they? Really? Yeah, kill fire. Can you imagine waking up in the morning and thinking we're going to Huddersfield today? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So we've had to do that for the last ten years. I know. I thought that, I thought that about really League One. If we ever end up ended up back there, some of the games like with For- Forest Green were in League One last season. Imagine waking up and oh, I've got Forest Green away today. So I remember days in League One where you're having to wait on confirmation whether to travel to Tranmere due to snow and ice. I mean, what sort of <laughs> tin pot levels that? <laughs> Jesus wept. If we ever, there's loads of people who say, "Oh, League One days were great. They were the best days. We had a great laugh." Well, no, they were shite. Let's have it right. <laughs> Rubbish. Who the hell wants to go back to days of going to Tranmere and Bury? And places like that. Come on. I mean, obviously, of course, you've got the odd gem in there, like Leighton Orient. But do you really want to go to Gillingham midweek? <laughs> yeah. A Tuesday night oh, at Deepdale with 70 fans in the away end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeovil. Yeah. Yeovil went to the championship when we were in League One. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These were not great days. We used to win more weeks than we did, but. Yeah. Christ, give me. Southampton away midweek over Gillingham any day of the week. So you're missing Brig and then you're off to Spain next week? Yep. Yeah, it should be all right. Uh, we're tying it in with my dad's 50th birthday. Your dad going? Yeah, it's actually his, his birthday in September, but he thought, well, there's no point going away twice, so why don't we just incorporate this trip as my do? And I was more than happy to do so. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good mix of his 50th and North End happened to be over there. Whether I'll see North End remains to be seen. But, yeah, you can't really go wrong in Benidorm. Last year, the highlight for me was to take that tribute act to the guy who was portraying Jason Orange wanted me to to go on stage and join them. But... um, bit nervous for that so I didn't you didn't do it you can't be a tribute act can you especially take that they've got that many anthems a little bit like Elton John if take that was a headline Glastonbury would be taken aback by just how great yeah, yeah. their repertoire is just on that level below that's right. Right. absolutely nowhere near Elton John are they? you know that no. was designed to wind people up listening I wanted people tweeting me saying he's taking the piss comparing to that and Elton John have you got insane <laughs> Jason Orange and Elton John shouldn't be in the same conversation, really. Not really. But I suppose they've, they've both done quite well out of the music industry, you'd suggest. Although I couldn't imagine Jason Orange ever selling out Anfield. <laughs> imagine that, Jason Orange live. Is he one of the ones who 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 left Take That? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we've, we've had this. He must be doing something. <laughs> He must be doing something with his, yeah. Maybe he's writing a book yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, they all do that, but yeah. it must be more than that. It must be, he must be doing something musical, surely. He might be in a musical, yes, could be. Could be on the West End, Jason Orange. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. That's that's if anyone does know about Jason Orange for today to go and find please out. Please feel, yeah, please feel free to uh to reply to us if you know what Jason Orange is up to. Who knows, there could be an, an avid take that supporter who genuinely believes that, that they're up there with Elton John. Yeah. Who knows? Make some real uh, anger in, in light of this episode. Indeed. People absolutely furious I've got the through ball wrong, which is quite funny. I, 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 I have actually watched the video back in our brief break. We had to uh, we had to do a break because our first Zoom meeting ran out of time. <laughs> our first free Zoom meeting. So I went back and watched it and it definitely wasn't Johnson who played the through ball. But it's weird what the mind does to you, isn't it? I, yeah. I could have sworn it was Johnson. Well, you're in did. that away end of the, the game, just kind of. Yeah, especially in the blink of an eye when you're upside down. Um, <laughs> yeah. When the ball's in the net, you know, he he's a toss who played the through ball. But that's my abiding memory of Johnson. I genuinely thought he played the through ball at Wigan, and he didn't. Well, he was good um, enough to play those through balls, so. Well, there you go. I, I, suppose he's, I suppose he's hypnotised even me. Yes. To let that be his legacy. Yeah. He, yeah, he kind of vacated into that space, and... Wigan had just lost him. Yeah. And he did that so well. It is, like you, the, you think, oh, I've got Johnson. I'm marking Johnson here. Oh, oh shit, where is he? Oh, yeah. ball, ball's in our net. There he is. Yeah. It's in. Yeah. Wow. It's a goal. 
Yeah, yeah. He, was, uh, he was fun, wasn't he, Johnson? Yeah. We've uh, not mentioned it, but there's uh, quite a bit of work to do now, isn't there? I know people will be listening thinking, these two clowns talking about all sorts and they've not mentioned the squad's in a right state. So we may, yeah, we may as well point it out. But it is worth mentioning that it is, as of right now, the 30th of June. So I, I can appreciate, obviously, that we need to start getting this stuff done. But there's people who, like, this stuff consumes their life. And, like, they, they can't sleep at night unless there's a, there's a confident rumour going around or there's a signing announced. Can we not just enjoy the off-season, the summer months? I know it's not particularly great weather today, looking outside now. It's quite overcast and gloomy and grey. But, come on, let's just enjoy the sunshine for a bit. Like if we, if the squad is what it is in August, then yeah, we'll start to riot. We could be one of those like like Arsenal supporters used to be. We could be walking from the flag market down to deep there with flags and flares, <laughs> and, you know, in a real haze of anger. But I don't think now's quite the time. I don't think now's the time to panic. I think the Riddler is in full control. It's not his first rodeo. The Riddle will guide us to a fun squad that can compete with wingers and goal scorers and free playing playmakers and all that. Could have trusted to be process. coached and all that. Oh, oh yeah, the way they're coached is uh, something else. Um, but yeah, all joking aside, I'll start to worry in a month or so if the squad hasn't been substantially strengthened. But as of right now, I'm more than willing to just bide my time. I mean, there's people tweeting relentlessly day in, day out. Have a break. Enjoy the ashes. Do anything. Go on iPlayer and just, just watch some of those sets yeah. back. Yeah. Go watch Rick Astley. He will, che- he will cheer anybody up, that set. He will. Great. He will. In fact... If they go watch Rick Astley, they'll most likely be tweeting, please, can we sign Rick Astley? <laughs> he was that good, he was that fun, that entertaining to watch. I think if they don't do it, then we could be in real bother. So I, I get, oh, I no, get yeah. people... Of I course, get... I understand the frustration and yeah. the impatience because as of right now, we've got a squad that wouldn't compete. Totally get that. But it's the 30th of June. We're going to Spain next week. Nothing's going to happen next week. We're going to Spain. I'll piss. Nothing's going to happen. No signings. Don't expect out. They're going to play Bruno's Magpie. They need to prepare for that first. They better add to otherwise. Wow. Could be a rude awakening. Could, yeah. Yeah, important two or three weeks. Ideally, you it want is. them in for a bit of pre-season. But I guess you'd rather get better players if you have to wait a week longer. But Yeah, the thing is with like loans, which I imagine is the market we'll be looking at because we've got no dough. Um, they tend to come later on anyway when when Prem squads have been formulated and managers have decided what role they want their youngsters to play. Like the likes of Cannon, I know we've got him in jam. So, you know, they tend to come quite late, so likely on like deadline day when uh, when we've got an opportunity to get loans. But it would be nice if we went back and did the old tried and trusted method of buying up-and-coming stars for cheap. Yeah, and then I want a couple of them London. this summer. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I don't want five loans. Because what, what would be a short-termism. No. We don't want short-termism. We want the club to go back in a direction that we can see a genuine squad being built team. with young, yeah. hungry players the in next it. DJ. Yes. Yes, let's go and find DJ for £50,000. Easier said than done, so kudos to the Riddler for that. You know, people have got short memories. That was uh, that was one of the all-time great deals. Um, people are going to yeah. absolutely hate you. Yeah, well, <laughs> people don't like me anyway. I'm like Marmite, mate. I always was in school. People either got on with me or thought I was a complete dick. Yeah. And I get that I get that impression with uh, with people in all walks of life, really. A bit like Marmite. Um, yeah, and I'm at peace with it. Um, yeah. I don't mind if people don't like me. Not a problem. Uh, but I sort of, I'm on this crusade to defend the Riddler. I think he gets a lot of unnecessary flack. Um, and I like the Riddler a lot. <laughs> I really do. I think the Riddler is a sort of bloke that you won't mind having hot chocolate with late at night or 
going for a brew with it in the morning. Talking about the good times. Yeah. Living the dream. Um, yeah, there's the, the European rules have changed, haven't they? So might be able to get a couple of couple of gems from overseas. A couple of yeah. races. I won't hold my breath. It's just not really. It's not our. It's not our expertise, do. is it? No. Although Reese was when, a, when, a when you ain't got sack. much money, you've got to you you've got to try and find them from somewhere. So absolutely. Hopefully, the market guys are delving into their massive database of numbers and finding us a few. Yeah. Special players. Who is it? The oh, MKRT. Is that who they are? MRKT. Market. MRKT. Market, yeah. Yeah, they've been cracking value for money so far, haven't they? Hellfire. You've got to feel for them a bit like, come on, find me some good players, but you've not no money to spend. Yeah, you're on a struce, uh, You're on a shoestring, but you've got to get players in who are able to perform at championship level. It's a very tricky ask, really, when you think about it. Although it has been done in the past, there's no excuse. Luton Town, yes. Coventry competing in that playoff final. You know, there's no excuse. Reading, well, really a terrible example. Spent a lot of money and got mm. himself in a massive hole doing so. Burnley. So don't do that. That would be, well, really slightly time. different as well. Yeah, I suppose. But that was years ago. It was slightly easier then. Nowadays, literally everybody's been in the Premier League and everybody has these parachute payments. So really, you're urinating into the wind a lot of the time. We'll see what happens. You're just going to uh, trust the process a little bit and just want to try and switch off as much as possible. And hope that when Bristol City away comes around, there's a few new players to get excited about. I hope we get yeah, Cannon so, back. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. But we won't get him until late in the window if, if he ever does come back. Um, yeah, no matter what the squad looks like, on the opening week against Bristol City, we'll all still take a point anyway. So you'd absolutely you know, you'd love that a point for Bristol City. You would right love now. a point there. Oh, it'd, be a, it'd be a cracking point. You'd love a one-one where you've you've been pegged back early doors and just snatched one last ten minutes. It's even a nil-nil would be great. It's, it's ideally, a nil-nil where North End do not get out of the half. They spend the whole second half time wasting and being real nasty bastards. I take that nil nil open date season rank performance everyone in the way in up in arms catching great point coming over clapping everyone's like superb go on <laughs> stuff like that Ooh, yeah that'd be a nice point yeah 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 would <laughs> oh, be superb if you did a fist pump win absolutely <laughs> class nil nil at Bristol City home fans scratching their heads pulling their hair out everyone in the way in like on chairs giving it some kidding. we are staying up we are staying up one of them <laughs> so are, are you going to be buying the new home shirt it's out today I won't because I've got the lovely shirt you're wearing there and that'll do for me although it is a bit thick is your um, sponsor it's a bit thick. oh yeah it is quite heavy yeah, yeah. it's like a it's like a suede isn't it yeah yeah no I don't so, think I'll buy the new one but I, I don't mind it to be fair quite a nice shirt yeah it's fine I mean there's people it's who get light. open arms over kits aren't they hell fire to be fair, if if, we're, if I was a Barnsley fan, have you seen that shirt? I have seen the shirt. I think that looks but, a bit ridiculous, but... But there's like a war going on in Ukraine, so... I mean, in the grand scheme... It's a great point, yeah. It's a football shirt. It's a red it's shirt. Why, why Why does this consume people? It's a football top. It's a top. It's a piece of clothing, a garment. Have you seen the yeah. training gear? The training stuff looks nice. Will you be buying any of that? Probably not, to be honest. I'm... No. Never really been one to go out and buy replica stuff, but I noticed that the manager was wearing red. Yes. Uh, which raised a smile, actually, the other day. Um, yeah, I wonder who decided that. that. Which tells you that maybe one of our kits might be red. I'll uh, bid you farewell and hope for a lovely first session of the day. What's it? Is it Indeed, yes. It's, I won't be watching the first couple of hours anyway because I'm otherwise engaged, which is a massive shame. Although I have got Sky Girl, so I probably will watch it on my phone. You're out and about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an important first hour or so. That's the all hour, really, in Tesco. Yeah. This one feels slightly more, you know, slightly bigger because England have got a long tail, Bearstow, the Robinson Broad, etc. Yeah. So it's a difficult one, isn't it? But uh, hopefully England can get somewhere close to parity and then they can knock them over. Yeah. Broad, get on in one of his spells where the legs are pumping. Hmm. Hopefully Anderson can find some movement. Tell you what's been bizarre. 
Ollie Robinson's pace. He hasn't bowled with any zest, really. He's a good bowler. Oh, one, yeah. He's a quality bowler, don't get me wrong, but come on, Ollie. Get those legs pumping. Yeah, charge in for us. Come on. What are you doing? It's all right. Talking and talking, giving it massive licks in the press, which I like, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I the Australians are bitter knowing. Matthew Hayden and Michael Clark, you want to calm down, guys. <laughs> Michael Clark. that you're even getting involved <laughs> in this. Come on. Uh, but yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully England can sort sort themselves out and, um, and get that level in the series because it's all set up rather rather tantalisingly at the moment. Sure is. See you later, mate. Goodbye now. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.